Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. and welcome to the Born Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm happy to be back on the uh, Born Japan podcast for a Sunday night slash Monday morning. <laughs> it's weird that this show comes out in a Sunday night at 10pm. It's, it's a weird time for any podcast to be released, but it's ready for the morning commute, those of you who are still commuting. All part of our diabolical plan to get the mm. podcast out to people on Monday who aren't going to be yeah. commuting. I, I think what people in the UK aren't commuting for at least another two months, right? Well, for most folks. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should. nobody should be working. There's a lot of people that are – like we closed down our studio for, for obvious reasons, and, and but there's a lot of people that I know who are working who are going into town that don't really need to be in town. Uh, mm. And, um, yeah, they'll, they'll be in trouble when I shop them. <laughs> big, big trouble. But not big as much trouble. trouble. Not as much trouble as the 171 territories that the UK has invaded or fought conflicts with. At the end of last oh. week's, uh, at the end of Wednesday's podcast episode, I said I would tell you the name of a book. Uh, I, I can't remember how we even got into, into the, the debate. I think um, we got a comment from one of our listeners uh, who asked if the, if, Japan would ever become multicultural. I said no. And then I said the reason the UK is multicultural is because of the empire and the fact that we uh, took over half the world whilst Japan remained relatively isolated. And is why mm. that is why it's uh, still homogenous. And then I think I talked about how the UK has invaded most of the world. And the book is called All the Countries We've Ever Invaded, All the Countries We've Ever Invaded, and the Few We've Never Got Round To. And uh, uh. apparently... Out of 193 countries, we have invaded 171, 90%. What does that tell you about the British people, Pete? Uh, a bit industrious in, in when it comes to killing people. <laughs> yes. Not, I don't know if it's a badge of pride to uh, to wear. Mm. It's not really, but uh, Britain certainly has mm. a, a pretty interesting history. Mm. Interesting and uh, best forgotten in some respect. Yeah. Uh, we got we got a story this week from uh, Sean from Illinois in the US. And uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about what we would do if we had $185 billion 
the amount of money that Elon Musk currently has, unless his share price has tanked at the moment we've been broadcasting this, and it could well happen, because mm. I've noticed Bitcoin and uh, Tesla have been a bit dicey recently. Uh, but Sean says, uh, hi, Chris and Pete, love the podcast. I thought if I had the full $185 billion, um, it's a little bit unrealistic since you can't liquidate it all at once. So I've made a list of well-changing things you could do with just $50 billion, a, a measly $50 billion, uh, mm. by taking 10% from the combined net worth of Musk, Bezos, and Gates. Uh, feel free to use this stuff from his, from, from the list. Uh, and he's got three ideas if he had $50 billion. Number one, Sean would develop 151 new Cyberpunk 2077 games based on the fact that each game costs $300 million to make. Uh, number two, he would buy every single person on Earth a Son of Baconator, Burger from Wendy's based on the 7.8 billion people and my local US price of $5. Mm. Uh, and third and foremost, third and last, uh, he said, bribe Ken Watanabe into collaborating with Chris. Everyone has their price. I feel it. I, why am I, why do I worry that the last point is the most unrealistic? That uh, it's probably easier to buy everyone a burger than it is to collaborate with Ken Watanabe. Who knows? Maybe yeah. this could be the year. Could be the year, right? What's it? What? I just want to know what a son of bacon uh, burger is. Very interesting. <laughs> son of bacon. Yeah. I don't know either. I know what the baconator is. It's like my favourite burger from Wendy's. It's, uh, ah. it's just a burger with covered in bacon and cheese. But the son Delicious. of the baconator. What is that? <laughs> Tiny, like a little kind of slider burger. Burger. It's slider burger. Wendy's is good though. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go off on a tangent here about Wendy's, but it is pretty mm. good. I, we don't have them in the UK. They failed. Sadly, well, I, I, I was in uh, Leon C quite recently, and uh, they had a Wimpy's on the on the street. I was like, "Wow, I haven't seen Wimpy's what? for years." How would you describe <laughs> Wimpy's to uh, to our audience who don't know what Wimpy's um, is? They uh, managed to get away in twenty twenty, still selling a. I think they still sell um, a hot dog called a bender in a bum. So, that, oh good god, because no that's what they call their hot dogs, I believe. Yeah. That's shocking. Might be wrong on that one. I'm fairly certain that's the case. <laughs> I mean, Wimpy is uh, a British fast food restaurant that should have died mm. 20 years ago, and I don't know how it's still there. I've been in there once, right? And like, it, all my American friends are like, oh, we've got In and Out Burger, we've got Five Guys, mm. we've got Wendy's. It's brilliant. In the UK, we've got Wimpy. And look, at the name alone is an alarm bell, right? Wimpy. But the one time I went in there, I was at a service station in in, uh, in Kent, near where I'm from. And uh, I pulled over. I was really hungry. I needed something to eat after a long day at work. Uh, when, and Wimpy's was the only restaurant open that day. And uh, I ordered a burger and I sat down. I was like, you know what? It's not going to be a good burger, but I'm so hungry I could eat anything. And I opened the box and a fly just went, just flew out. And oh, I, threw the, I threw the box right in the bin. That was the first and last time I've ever went to Wimpy. And I hope Extra this doesn't count as defamation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bloody awful. Seriously, you couldn't have bloody made it up. You oh, love man. eating like little little bugs and stuff. You've on more than one occasion gone to a Me? Japanese gift shop and bought some. Well, yeah, I suppose. We had the hornet larvae, didn't we? And uh, Exactly. I, 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 yeah, you can eat uh, cockroach, locust in yeah. uh, in the in Humber, and I did eat everything. 
I did also do a Singaporean TV show about two years ago. Um, I, I don't know. You get these like really weird situations that crop up as a, as a YouTuber. And about two years ago, a Singaporean TV show, and I can't remember the name of it, uh, invited me to come on and uh, film an episode in Tokyo with uh, a really cool girl, Singaporean presenter called Roz. I think her name was Roz. And uh, it wasn't eating good food. It was like an insect restaurant. And we ate just like right. underwater creatures that, I still have nightmares about. And, uh, it's like I'm a celebrity. Giant... Well, <laughs> it was a bit like I'm a celebrity. And uh, I had to eat like some sort of underwater cockroach thing that I'm trying to forget. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do insects. Horrible. Horrible. Um, <laughs> we've got a story this week that everybody in the world has been messaging, messaging us about. And uh, mm. I think you've had it as well, Pete, haven't you? What is the story? I've had it a few times, yeah. It is, is a it? man... Who is you see this quite a lot in in Japan? I certainly see this mm. a lot in stories that leave Japan anyway about um, men and women who hire themselves out to do different things. Um, they could be your friend, they could be your enemy, they could be a, a fake um, date, a fake husband, a fake wife, etc., etc., etc. And uh, yeah, this time around, this guy has uh, created a, a little kind of niche for himself. I think I think he lost his job and he he needed something to do, and he basically has found himself um, renting himself out to do nothing uh, online. And he's got thousands of clients. He turns up for seventy quid plus expenses for travels and meals. Um, Shoji Morimoto, thirty-seven from Tokyo in Japan. Uh, he does nothing except eat, drink, and give a simple response. <laughs> Sounds like most of my friends, to be honest. That's a yeah. steal. It, Ten thousand yen. Put, yeah. Well, he put a tweet out saying, "Is it difficult for you to enter a shop on your own? Are you missing a player on your team? Do you need someone to keep the players for you? I can't do anything except easy things." So now he, uh, yeah, originally he used to offer his services for free. Now he um, charges so that um, time wasters don't don't get involved and get him to just do do stuff. But yeah, he's he's just a guy who will be non-committal in every um, you know request that you ask of him. You just ask him a question. Do you like my hair? He's like, yes, yeah, all right. Like <laughs> he's just he gives nothing. He demands nothing. He's um, yeah, he's, he's Soji Morimoto. Morimoto <laughs> sounds like the perfect husband. I I know, right? I, I lo- I love the way he's been portrayed in the media. Like uh, the article that we've uh, we've got here says, "Japanese man, you can rent to do nothing." Has thousands of clients. I feel that's selling him a little bit short, though. Like, to you know, he's done some actual, some actually good things. He's uh, he's been hired to have lunch. He's been hired to pose for photographs on Instagram. He's been hired to accompany someone filing for divorce, uh, or to catch <laughs> butterflies in the park and listen to healthcare workers struggling with their work. Uh, one man. I mean, th- those are the nice ones. There are some troubling mm. ones. Like uh, one man hired him, hired Shoji to describe a murder he'd committed, uh, while another paid him to uh, take him from the hospital to revisit the spot where he had attempted suicide. I guess. Oh, I mean, I guess it says more about Japanese society than uh, Shoji Morimoto that people need to pay <laughs> to have this kind of friendship, this sort of figure accompany you to these. Uh, these moments of distress, like filing for mm. divorce. Like, I, mm. I don't know. What do you make of it? It's all rather bizarre. It is a bit much, isn't it? And, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you'd think you would be able to find a friend who gives you, you know, precisely nothing. <laughs> That's literally, <laughs> he's offering nothing at all, and people find it very difficult to even, you know, get... <laughs> get um get, uh, get 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 that out of their friends which is which is really disappointing <laughs> i mean they say that uh you know people with problems all they need is someone to just listen to them talk right mm. so i guess in that regard 
even if he just turns up and does nothing. I mean, I could just imagine like you getting all your problems off your chest, right? Just talking, and he's just sitting there eating some crackers, eating some biscuits or something really loudly. That would be a bit annoying. But I, I imagine he's good. I imagine he just sits there and listens. But it, it's worked because he's got 270,000 Twitter followers. Uh, it's led to <laughs> books. It's led to a television drama. Um, one of his clients posted online, I'm glad I was able to take a walk with someone while keeping a comfortable distance where we didn't have to talk but could if we wanted to. While another wrote, I'd been slack about visiting the hospital, but I went because he came with me. That's nice, isn't it? I think we that's all need a, that's a positive thing, yeah, definitely. Just someone to hold your hand, or not hold your hand, rather, in his case, and just, you know, <laughs> stand next to you and not say anything. <laughs> Perfect friend in many ways. I mean, we've had these sort of stories before, haven't we? We've had uh, the old renter family, mm. where you can rent a family, a fake family. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I think if you want to experience happiness you can rent like a a husband or children or a wife or children um i think mm. we had a story where somebody did it to impress their grand their, their parents their parents were worried uh about their their child their son right not having like a just being really lonely in his 40s so he temporarily paid for a family like a wife and two kids to accompany him to his parents house and be like look this is my family they're definitely real and uh you know it saved his his elderly parents from being stressed well, <laughs> they were none the wiser. Um, <laughs> what else have we had? I mean, hostess, it all feels like a bit like the whole kind of hostess uh, hostess bar, hostess club scenario mm. where you just sort of go to a hostess club and sit and pay extortionate sums of money for somebody to just listen and pour your drinks and just sit there. Um, you know, I get the impression that having done it for, you know, a fair few times, especially up in Yamagata where there's not a whole much, a whole lot to do in terms of nightlife. When you go there to a hostess club and you sit there, you kind of see all these lonely looking figures. Uh, a lot of guys go in there alone. They turn up, they sit, they drink, they smoke, they do a bit of karaoke and they kind of get over the loneliness by being surrounded by hostess women who are often very nice and very good at conversation. Um, it's not as shady as you think, but uh, I think it's along that principle. Like, in Japanese culture, if you give someone to, if you give someone uh, a present or give them something, you're obligated to kind of return that. And so, by paying right. money, you don't feel that sense of obligation, which is why people are happy to pay to have a, a host or a hostess woman sort of sit there and talk to them, or to hire Shoji Morimoto to come with them and do things. Because you know, you might feel a bit awkward asking your friend to come with you to the hospital or catch butterflies in the park whereas shoji morimoto morimoto you pay him your money you pay him the ten thousand yen about a hundred dollars and he comes along he won't judge you he'll but he'll accompany you and he'll you know make you feel less lonely and you won't feel obligated at the end of it to return a gift to him or anything what do you reckon is that a good assessment am i making it up <laughs> i think i think that's it's a nice look it's all a nice idea i think it's fair to say it's um it it sort of puts you in mind of of um you know people who kind of they're in like a sort of a relationship with a friend and, and they give too much financially or they give too much emotionally mm. and, and 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 they get nothing in in return um is that a healthy relationship to be in is probably not but if it's a business uh if it's a business kind of transaction maybe that's fine i, I you know I, it doesn't sit amazingly well with me i probably w wouldn't do it because i i question um people's uh reasons for doing what they do anyway so i'd <laughs> find it quite difficult I, mean, I think what would you do if you next time you come to japan right and you think wait a minute mm. i've got 
I got a hundred dollars that I that I'm willing to spend. Let's bring mm. up Shoji. <laughs> what what would you do? What would you do for an hour? Where would you take <laughs> him? It. What would That's you do? Karaoke? Go, I don't know. Just maybe go into those batting cages, whack whack some balls around. Um, whack maybe some play balls. play some um, play some Mario Kart, something like that. Play some Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'd like. Yeah. I'd like to use him as an extra in abroad in Japan. Actually, could be cool. <laughs> yes. Imagine that. I just I just give him like a grand, so like here's a thousand dollars, Shorty. Come with me for the week, and we'll go on a road trip and just see what happens. Yeah, and I'll just be me like chatting shit in a car, and every time I turn the camera to him, he's just sitting there munching some Pringles, saying nothing. <laughs> I, say, I wonder like, if anyone would hire me. Would hire you for a hundred dollars? Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? Would you just sit and eat food? Similar sort of thing. Just similar sort of thing. A very low energy friend, I suppose. And then I'd come to life at, <laughs> at certain points. A very low energy friend. I'd yeah. uh, it feels like whenever you come over here, whenever I see you, I I, I always see you like early on when you've just arrived and you're jet lagged yeah. to hell, and you are very Never much a low energy yet. friend. So I, I I know what that's like. I can get a taste of that. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's uh, I think that's rather lovely. What do you make of it, guys? Let us know at Born Japan Podcast at gmail dot com. I won't judge, but uh, I think it's quite nice. I like that, and uh, I'm going to mm. dig a bit deeper and try and find out more about. Shoji Morimoto. I'm sure it won't be long before one of the YouTubers, uh, one of the foreign YouTubers living here, uh, will be making a documentary about him or uh, shoving him in a video somewhere. So we'll, we'll get the answers. Will it be me, though? Don't know. What do you reckon? <laughs> I could do. I'm awfully tempted. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. 
So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. This week at Sukarnov. Me and Luke have been whiling away the lockdown with our usual nonsense on the Luke and Pete show. Here's a quick taste of the kind of challenges we've been setting for ourselves. Give us any nation and I'll tell you yeah. why they're dirty. All right, I'll do it now. Um, right. uh, Italy. Italy, yeah. it looks like a sexy boot. Little <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's also a brand new episode of On the Continent, your weekly guide to the sublime and frequently ridiculous in European football. Find it over on Football Ramble Presents every Thursday. Neymar's responded to this in kind that they forgot to tell you um, how to win titles. Then Alvaro has responded with a picture of Pelé with three World Cups going <laughs> in the eternal shadow of the king. This reminds me of Stormzy and Wiley. This <laughs> All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Uh, we now turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Dawson? We've got a message from uh, Dakota. Hello, Dakota. Um, hello, Chris and Pete. I'm Dakota from Lincolnshire. Uh, I've long been a follower of the channel and I only just discovered the podcast. Love your work, guys. I'm thinking about doing a bike ride across Japan, much like your own journey across Japan, except with a tent. Oh, that's all it needs. That's all it needs in your journey across Japan to make it in any way palatable to you. A tent. Uh, what would you recommend as a five must cycle spots in Japan? And also what uh, Japanese food items would you recommend to keep up energy while cycling? Dakota, of course, energy jelly. Chris is going to say energy jelly. <laughs> Chicken. Well, yeah. <laughs> good old uh, crack out Dr. Jelly. Job done. Yeah. I, uh, that's a good question, though, isn't it? Five must-cycle hmm. spots in Japan. Uh, I feel relatively well qualified to answer this. Uh, before I do, though, have you got anywhere to add to the list, Pete? Any any places in Japan? You've cycled I, I, a few well, times did, now? Yeah, well, it was only, it's only like that uh, that little cycle that we did into um, um, Kyoto. So that, that little cycle from, um, is it Lake Biwa, wherever it was? Lake Biwa, um, yeah, that was yeah. That was lovely. So, yeah, recommend that massively. I mean, yeah, that's that's my number one, probably my number one spot, actually. That was my, I think that was one of my favourite days cycling, scenery-wise, anyway. Lake Biwa, mm. uh, which is the lake just outside of Kyoto. You can get there in about 25 minutes or half an hour outside of the city. Uh, lake Biwa, Shimanami Kaido, got to mention that, obviously, given it's the uh, the 100-kilometre cycle route that goes across the inland sea. Uh, number three, I'd say Yamagata Prefecture, where I used to live, is beautiful. There's lots of uh, uh, rice fields and plains and... Though it's very mountainous, you can sort of find your way. You can be sneaky and slalom your way between the the mountains. And in fact, if you look at the route we took on Journey Across Japan, didn't cycle over a single mountain. It was it was rather clever. <laughs> it was a genius because it wouldn't have lasted very long if I did. Um, after that, it gets a bit more complicated, actually. Uh, two more places. Any ideas, Pete? As a city, Kyoto is very beautiful, but it does get very busy in the summer. So if you're out, if you're doing it outside mm. of um, high season, that, that's probably not a bad, beautiful little little ride. Um, maybe over to Himeji Castle. I don't. Yeah, know. I was going to say actually, I uh, on the day after the day after you left, Ryotaro turned up, and uh, the journey across Japan just nosedived after that. Uh, but mm. uh, yeah, no. After Pete left Kobe, Ryotaro joined, and we cycled from Kobe all the way down to um, Himeji. And that was really nice. And um, mm. 
I probably recommend that or Kurashiki, the um, the city that looks a lot like Venice, the Venice of Japan, Kurashiki. That gets my vote. So uh, Lake Biwa, number one, Shimanami Kaido, Yamagata, Kyoto, and uh, Kurashiki. Those are my five. So do it. Next time you come over to Kota, get it done. It's an amazing route. Uh, the one from Greg says, hello, gentlemen. I just want to write a short note with an idea about what you could do one day. Journey across Japan, Elite Pete edition, where Pete tries to accomplish his goal of learning Japanese by immersing himself uh, on a Japan studying trip where he visits different locations. Maybe he could even have lessons. I think it'd be a nice parallel project to Natsuki quitting smoking. All the best, guys. Great. <laughs> Elite P I mean, edition. What do you reckon? Natsuki just needs to stop doing something. I need to do, fill my head with stuff that's not going to stay in there. That's not fair, <laughs> is it? <laughs> stop having a tab for crying out loud, Natsuki. <laughs> I, uh, I quite like this idea. I mean, I, I love the idea of travelling plus learning. I don't know how you would kind of combine... I don't, don't know how it would be done, though. How would you learn Japanese? No, I mean, I'm, I'm already th- this year thinking. Oh, I might, you know, I might make a concerted effort to uh, to learn a bit bit more Japanese. And I've done nothing. I've just haven't had time. Every time I sort of sit down to sort of do, I'm just like, oh, I've got to do this now. I've got to do this. There's always something to be done. That's the yeah. you got obviously you got to cleave parts out of the day for yourself, haven't you? Mm. No, you're absolutely What's right. You like, I've been doing this thing, haven't I? Where I uh, like message, uh, not message. Sorry, I Skype Natsuki every week mm, uh we yes. do like a video chat and uh, the idea was i speak japanese half now he speaks english and we both improve but mm. in the two or three weeks we've been doing it i haven't studied any japanese really because i just haven't had time so i just turn up right. and we chat and it's great but like the idea was to practice and learn new things but after this podcast i swear to god i'm going to sit down i'm going to study for at least 20 minutes and I'm going to take that the new <laughs> grammar and the new vocab that I've just learned and I'm going to take that through to my conversation with him tomorrow but I, I, I do love studying it's annoying not having time to do it and I'm not making excuses you know it's really important sitting on reddit all day and looking at the funny posts that's really important you know has to be done yeah look yeah, you know, it's a bit, a bit of time for yourself isn't it <laughs> time for myself two hours I um, but I do think, you know, if you, I, I like the idea of coming to Japan and doing a challenge like that, though. And uh, mm. I don't think you would, though, Pete, because you come over here, you're usually a bit burnt out from doing 450 podcasts, and you just kind of want mm. you know, a two week trip to get drunk and uh, just drink. Get and drunk. Look at the sh- shrines and get even more <laughs> look drunk. At the shrines buy the shrines. Well, look, look, get drunk on shrines. Drink, drink the little <laughs> water that you, everyone washes their hands in at the front of the shrine. Oh, God. <laughs> Delicious. Oh, God. <laughs> but, like, yeah. yeah. I d- do you have the motivation to do something like that? Do you think, like, go go and do like just, Buddhist monk training for a week? Or the problem Japanese? is, you, that's the thing, though, isn't it? You kind of you're in a situation where um, you're in one of your favourite places in the world, mm. and you're stuck in a stuck in a you know a high rise in a in an office building, you know, learning Japanese. It just seems, yeah, it seems a little fo- it seems a little foolish. And, and I've never spent more than two and a half weeks in Japan, cracking on for three weeks in Japan. So mm. you know, one year. I'll sort of take a month away. I'll take a month away and just and just enjoy a month, and maybe I'll get something done. But fundamentally, I just, I, I, you know, I, I, again, I don't live in Japan. I've never lived in Japan. I probably never will live in Japan. So um, I'm in a situation where my holidays are my holidays, and they are sacrosanct. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You've got to safeguard the holidays. I mean, 
Are you one of those people who can learn a language just by kind of listening in? Because when I was in China, I went to China for a trip for a holiday uh, in 2011, I think a year before I came mm. to Japan. And I, w- I was there for about a month or so. And uh, a good friend of mine who was on the trip, a guy called Dan, he just picked up Chinese in conversation just by asking people questions and just by listening in. Granted, <laughs> really? he wasn't fluent wow. after a month, but like he knew a lot of words and vocabulary and it was really quite impressive. As for me... I didn't know anything. I couldn't pick it up. I'm the sort of person who needs to sort of sit down, hunch over a textbook, mm. learn a lot of words and grammar, and then go off and use it right. Uh, he could just learn yeah. it on the fly. And I know a few friends that are like that who can learn a word, hear it, use it, and practice it. But I just can't do it. I don't know if that's something you can do. You seem quite. I think you've got confident. to be. I think you've got to be um, young. Uh, it, it, yeah. I know it's a bit of a, a dead loss, but I do feel like I'm. I can't keep things in my head. I'm very distractible, uh, and yeah, I just it, I just find it very difficult to retain information these days. It's it's, it's very upsetting. <laughs> but you did master the art of. Uh, well, you did. You did master the French language in a in a video. Yeah, recently. of course. Yeah, it's by, yeah, it's very very quickly, very quickly picked that up. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about. Go and check out uh, Pete's channel, I Review Planes, and uh, watch him react to a in Japan under his French persona. Uh, does your, your French character, does he have a name? Does he have a name of uh, No, he doesn't. I, I mean, I, I, it won't surprise you to um, uh, realise that um, I, I didn't think that far ahead. Um, I, was, I was coming in on the train, I thought, I'll... <laughs> oh, It was a dear. solid effort, though. Well done, well done. <laughs> Cheers, um, mate. Cheers. We've got one here from Connor from Michigan. He says, Dear Chris and Pete... Uh, I was wondering what the drug culture was like in Japan, if there really is any. Obviously, we all know that everyone drinks and smokes, notably Natsuki. Uh, but what about other drugs? Here in the US, marijuana has been increasingly legalized for recreational use, including in my state of Michigan. Uh, now, I can assume that the most drug experience was getting offered a puff at a party back in school, to which you replied, oh, I don't know, guys. I have to get back home to my mum and have a cup of tea, innit? I don't know. I'm not British. <laughs> anyway, do any Japanese people smoke marijuana or support its legalisation? What about harder drugs? If so, where would they get them from? And what is the penalty for possession? <laughs> would the show Breaking Bad be understood in Japan? Let us know. Connor from Michigan, PS. It's not pronounced It's not pronounced Michigan. It's pronounced Michigan. Did you know? Oh, I see. I don't know. I d- uh, no, I didn't. No, I think I would fly straight into Michigan rather than Michigan. Oh, I'm so rubbish at just places in America. I think I know what I'm. I think I'm clever, but then I screw it up. Like uh, Maryland, it's Maryland, isn't it? Maryland, right? Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> well, Michigan, look, Michigan. That's how you say the word, <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> Drugs in Japan. Um, it's just, it's just don't do it. Uh, the whole culture of marijuana i've you know i've met japanese people that do do it actively i think but uh it's very hard to come by i've never done it in japan i wouldn't dare do it because it's the quickest way to get put in prison they take it incredibly seriously here i think that's because it can't be taxed and they don't really know how to tax it it's ridiculous because obviously (laughs) they shove cigarettes in your hand for free in japan i'm not even exaggerating you can sit in a bar uh it's happened to me numerous times if you're sitting in a bar and about you know 10 p.m uh, a team of people come in. There's usually a guy, an attractive young girl, and a, a guy. And they come in and they work for Marlboro or one of the other companies like Mel- Mevius. And uh, they'll be like, hello there, we're from Marlboro. We've got some new cigarettes to try. What flavor do you want? And you just sort of say, oh, I'll have the menthol ones. And they go, yeah. And they give you the cigarettes and they walk off. And it's like market research for them. They want to know which ones you're going to pick. But you just end up mm. getting a free packet of cigarettes. So to say they hand out cigarettes 
for free in Japan is not an exaggeration. Have you ever experienced that, Pete, or is it just me? Um, I've I've seen people um, giving out cigarettes on the street, which is not something mm. you really see in Europe anymore. Um, but yeah, I, and and on the and but but yeah, they 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 love people uh, to, to to smoke. And but yeah, yeah I, I don't understand why they, they've got a real stick in their hands about um, weed because obviously people get blind drunk every single night, you know. And, and you imagine that weed is a little safer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you look at any Instagram um, page of um, what they called um, Shibuya Melt down um there's mm. like 15 of them and they seem to have a fresh batch of people getting out of their bloody tree lying down in the street covered in crap falling in a hedge blah 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 um because they've just drank too much so yeah it's 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 um a situation where i don't really understand why um weed is is treated differently i've never really been that into weed to be honest i've never really had excellent experiences on it um i understand weed far more uh, sorry uh booze far more um anything stronger than that in, in japan though i did get offered from a sort of friend of a friend some course I think at one point and I turned that down, but uh, in 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 Japan, but uh, yeah, that's my only time I think I've ever I think I've ever been offered anything. I think I couldn't imagine you taking coke. I don't imagine there'd be much difference because <laughs> you're already a little bit mental. You're already a little hyperactive. Sort me jet lag out. <laughs> sort me jet lag out, mate. <laughs> I but no, it's an interesting subject. I'd like to know why that is. I but I do think it just comes down to taxation. Uh, Mm. They can tax the hell out of cigarettes and they can tax the hell out of alcohol. And those things have existed here for a long time, whereas marijuana right. hasn't really. Um, and it hasn't been smuggled in much on the same scale, at least, uh, as we have over in Europe and uh, in the US. But uh, I'm not sure. But no, just don't do it. Like we've, We have lots of stories from um, when I was a teacher on the JET program. You'd hear all the time that, uh, you know, some ALT would be caught doing marijuana or, you know, just smoking something they shouldn't be and uh, they lost their job pretty much instantly and they end up in jail for like a month before they get deported. And I think it'd be a really sad ending to, uh, you know, your time in Japan or your job. You'd come over here and then that's it. And I don't know if you get caught doing it. I don't know how easy it is to get back in again. So you're not just killing your chance of having a job and a career in Japan, but you're killing your chances of actually visiting the country, which is why I always say don't ever do it. Don't do any drugs in Japan. Um, mm. Where were you offered the coke? Not that I want to know. Um, Not that I want to find was out. <laughs> where was it? I can't remember. It was. It, it was some. It was some quite. Um, quite. Uh, it was coffee, like a foreigners bar, I think. Yeah. No, it was a foreigners bar. I can't remember where it was. To be honest, the guy was DJing. It was. Um, it was because I was complaining that I was really tired. <laughs> oh God! Uh, as I always am. So you know, instead, instead of brow beating me like you do, you offer me a solution. Oh, I mean, they do often hand out free uh, free cans of Monster Energy as well. So if mm, you can well, get you some free cigarettes and some free Monster Energy, <laughs> your evening's sorted, isn't it? You're home and dry. Definitely. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Pete's actually off next week. We're letting him have the week mm. off, and we're joined by Connor, C-Dog VA. Uh, we're going to hang out in Sendai and have a chat and a catch-up. What are you going to do on your week off, Pete? You can have fun. Uh, no, I'm going to sit in my house and play video games. <laughs> Shocking. Oh, dear, oh dear. But stick around, guys, and uh, join Connor and I on Wednesday's episode. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy what's left of the start of the week, and, uh, well, we'll see you on Wednesday. Have a good one. All right. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.